The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. According to a recent study, this was in the Irish Times today, a Mediterranean diet may cut heart disease in women by 25%. Now, to talk more about the Mediterranean diet, I'm joined by Sarah Kyo, dietitian with eatwell.ie. Sarah, good morning. Morning. I don't know whether you saw this report in the Irish Times. Um, The the headline may be a bit misleading. Mediterranean diet may cut heart disease in women by 25%. Um, What did you make of it? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely um, a huge reduction in it, but we do know that how we eat and how we um, will actually make a huge difference to heart disease. And that's why there's been so much sort of advice about looking after your heart and what to eat for your heart for like 20, 30 years at this stage. Um, and the Mediterranean diet certainly is a big part of that. And that kind of approach mm. in terms of increasing your fruit and vegetables, um, you know, reducing, particularly getting that saturated fat down um, really does make a huge difference in terms yeah. of risk of heart disease. Now, it, it turns out that this uh, study was actually a study of a whole series of studies um, involving self-reporting by uh, women over a period of what maybe 15 years. Yeah. Uh, so it's not basic new science or anything like that. Um, but all of these caveats are pointed out by Paul Cullen in his article. And it, it seemed to suggest the headline that women would do better in the Mediterranean diet than men. But it turns out they didn't look at the men. In the, for, for the first time, they've done a study that's just looking at women. But we know from other studies that actually this way of eating has an enormous benefit. I mean, there's a reason why we would look at the sort of Mediterranean areas as one of what we call the blue zones, where people are just living kind of that bit longer. Mm-hmm. And we do see, you know, particularly saturated fat, which is something we eat a lot of in Ireland because we love our butter and our cream and we love our biscuits and all of those things. That there's just, it's because particularly in, in Mediterranean, they're using that lovely olive oil and um, they're using less of it. Um, but that is bringing the saturated fat down. But we know that that works for men as yeah. well as for women. But it's lovely in this study that they're looking at that 25% reduction in women because one of the things for heart disease is women are more frightened of something like breast cancer and yet you're six times more likely to die from heart disease than breast cancer. Um, and But what's also nice is that Mediterranean diet we know has factors in it that reduce risk for breast cancer mm. as well as for heart disease. So there's lovely benefits across the board yeah. with it. See, the thing about uh, comparing men and women and they don't do mm. this, they just look at the women. Um, like if you go to a, a square in a Mediterranean town um, and the women are probably working away doing whatever, the men are sitting around at the cafes smoking their heads off (laughs) (laughs) and and they may be having their olive oil and their tomatoes and their onions as well but you'd have to look at all of those other factors before you could uh, genuinely compare uh, how the Mediterranean diet does for men or does for women. And I mean, that's one of the things when we look at kind of heart disease, we do have to look at the full picture. You know, you could have someone who's eating brilliantly, but like you said, if they're smoking heavily, if they're not doing any exercise, you know, if weight is an issue, there's so many different factors in there. But in fairness in nutrition research, they're well aware of this and they're able to account for a whole lot of them. But say in this study specifically looking at women, but I can tell you there's definitely plenty of studies looking at men as well. But obviously we don't have that exact figure here, but it's brilliant for women to know that it's, a you know, up to a 25% reduction by changing or just adding in, I suppose, one of the things that you could look at for, for a Mediterranean diet. Now, the Mediterranean diet, you, you mentioned olive oil, but what are the vital constituents of that Mediterranean diet? Well, I, I always love when people talk to me about the Mediterranean diet. They know about the red wine and the olive oil, but they tend not to know about all the other things to add in. Um, and in fairness, the, the sort of the food pyramid that we have in Ireland really is based around Mediterranean diet and it reflects that. So the idea of adding in more fruit and vegetables, I mean, that's a big thing. You know, if you go on holidays to the Mediterranean, there's all the salads and all the dishes that have the vegetables in it. And that's something we could really learn from is just pushing up to get that five to seven servings of fruit and veg a day, which sounds huge, but it actually boils down to making around 
around a third of each meal, some sort of fruit or veg or salad. And that gets most people up to about six servings. So it, it sounds huge, but it's not not a big, big thing to do. But it's adding in that fruit and veg, but it's also adding in more fish. Because what they found in this study was that the omega-3s, they saw a big, big improvement around heart disease. And we've known that for a long, long time about fish being good for the heart. Um, so that adding in the oily fish, the white fish, the shellfish are all going to be brilliant. Yeah. Now, when you say um, adding in the white fish, the oily fish, the shellfish, uh, which of the fish is best for us? Because, you know, the oily fish, the sardine, for example, a big mm. staple in the Mediterranean in areas Huge. you scarcely yeah. see a sardine here. Well, that's it. And if we do see it here, it's usually out of a tin, which still has loads of omega-3 in fairness. Um, so the oily fish are definitely the best, no question. So your salmon, mackerel, your trout, your herring, your sardines, they're all going to be brilliant. Um, so and actually, we're not bad on salmon in Ireland um, with that, which is brilliant, but we could definitely do eat a lot more fish. Um, and then your shellfish are going to be brilliant. A lot of people are put off shellfish because they talk about, oh, they're full of cholesterol. They're not. So your mollusks don't have any. So if you're looking at things like mussels and clams, they've no cholesterol. And if you look over at the crustaceans, things like your prawns and your lobster, they have a little bit of cholesterol. But like a serving of prawns has less cholesterol than one egg. So you really don't need to be worried about cholesterol in prawns. It's the garlic butter they're fried in is usually the issue um, because it's that reducing saturated fat, which is the big, big feature for the Mediterranean diet as well. Mm. So, now, you know, the, swapping the, the, to the olive oil. Yeah, mm. I remember over the years, and I've covered uh, kind of uh, saturated, non-saturated mm. fats for years and years, and there was a time they said, oh, eat margarine, uh, that's the best thing. And then it turns out, you know, the way that's manufactured is not necessarily the best for you. And butter came back into um, acceptance again, and then it's in, then it's out. Uh, looking at uh, some studies this morning, just in preparation for this, um, I saw all the good news about butter, that it's it's very good for you. It's full of, it's densely packed with vitamins. Uh, no, and, it's not. Uh, that's, <laughs> it absolutely That's isn't. what it said. <laughs> well, I'd love to know where you got it. I was, someone's asking me about um, vitamin D recently in butter, and like, because I'm a total dietitian nerd, I actually worked it out. You'd have to eat 94 pats of butter a day to get your vitamin D. Um, so we hear that been packed with minerals and packed. It's not. Um, you know, it's it's packed with saturated fat is what it has. Now, it's delicious. Don't get me wrong. I love it myself, but we do need to bring it down. You know, in terms of other dairy that we have, milk is really good. It's going to be lovely for calcium. But with things like butter and cream, they're big things, along with the biscuits and the cakes and all the other things mm. that we're doing that unfortunately do push up um, cholesterol levels in quite a few people. So they are things that we want to keep an eye on. You know, if we look at someone who's following, for example, a vegan diet where they have very little saturated fat, their risk for heart disease goes down by about 60%. Now, there's a lot of other factors in there, but it's one of the ones that we do see with that. And yeah. we do see that saturated fat association with it. And the thing about the margarines, we've got the big long term studies that unfortunately are telling us that if you're swapping onto your margarines, you're getting less heart disease. Yeah, um, just looking at yeah. um, one of the studies, uh, total fat in uh, 14 grams of butter, 11.5 grams of fat. Yeah. Uh, vitamin A, 11% of the reference daily intake. Vitamin E, 2%. Uh, vitamin B12, 1%. Vitamin K, 1%. So, yeah, so you're right, tiny. it's not exactly packed. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. no. And I'd like there's much better places to get all of those vitamins that aren't going to come with the saturated fat. You know, so if you want to drink your glass of milk, you get much more vitamin B12 from that and you won't be getting the same levels of saturated fat. So, you know, as I said, I heard that, you know, the thing about the butter coming out all the time, but I keep going back going, your nutrition experts were never telling you to start eating more butter. You know, we get that Instagram, you know, and I'm on Instagram 
and you see some of the the stuff that comes out on it. Um, so it's got to be really careful. You know, I was doing training yesterday with with nutrition students. And I was like, you've got to keep going back to proper, reliable sources for information all the time because people as you said can just come out and go oh butter's full of vitamin D and it's just not Yeah. Um, um, one of my listeners wants me to ask you about the French paradox uh, which mm-hmm. is the observation of low coronary heart disease deaths yeah. despite high intake of dietary cholesterol and saturated fat I mean the French love their butter in cooking they do, but overall, they still eat less. And that's the thing, because while they do have their butter in cooking and their cream in cooking, they do have huge amounts of vegetables and they do actually have much smaller portions. I'm laughing just the training I was doing yesterday. There was a French chef on it and we were having this discussion and he was saying that just the portion sizes in Ireland are huge. So even in France, if they were if they are using butter or cream because the portion sizes are smaller, it's still less. But what they miss is that we're adding in all those vegetables. Like they'll have a separate vegetable course traditionally with French mm. meals. Whereas in Ireland, a lot of people might just have a bowl of pasta and there's no you know, veg in there at all. And I think we do sometimes focus on what to cut out all the time, but we really need to look at adding in those pulses and lentils, which yeah. you'll see right throughout the French cooking. Um, you know, all of those fruit and veg, that high fibre, those whole grains are going to be really important. So getting that wholemeal, whole grain bread in, those high yeah. fibre cereals. The fibre, um, how much fibre do you need? And, and the question is, how do you get it? Because it's not just in grainy cereals. So we need fibre. We need at least 25 grams of fibre a day. Um, but we're looking, gut experts now are saying need, need to be up nearly to 40. So, you know, we talk about high fibre breakfast cereals, but an average high fibre breakfast cereal will give you three, four, five grams of fibre. So if you only think about fibre at breakfast, you're going to be the, among the 80% of Irish people who don't eat enough fibre. So getting that high, those whole grains in a breakfast high fibre cereal, if, you know, if you're having bread at lunchtime, can you go for the brown bread at dinner? Can you try brown rice, brown pasta? Can you have the jacket potatoes? But then you need to add in the fruit and veg as well. So what I was saying earlier about, you know, a third of each meal is fruit or salad or veg will get you a long way. But then those pulses, those lovely beans, lentils, you know, if you can have, you know, handful of barley into stews, lentils, you know, those kind of traditional things we would have done yeah. are all very good. Things like barley and oats will lower cholesterol. So they're brilliant. Uh, some of the other comments coming in. Eat more East Asian food. No butter or cream used in the likes of sushi or ramen. Uh, another one. Let's be quite honest. If people moved more and ate less, we wouldn't be as interested in the science of food. That's uh, from Hugh. A question. Can you ask your dietitian what is a good omega-3 option for vegetarians or vegans? So with the omega-3s for vegetarian vegans, you will get them in um, sort of nuts and seeds. So things like flaxseed would be really good. There's a bit of a debate about a particular omega-3 called DHA, which we really just get in fish and we don't, it's not the type that we get in sort of nuts and seeds. And there's a question about, because that DHA is very important for brain function and brain development. So what we do see on the market now is what's called vegan DHA, which is extracted from seaweed. Now, you'd never eat enough seaweed to get the DHA. Um, It's definitely an area for more research on brain function in relation to that particular omega-3. But we do see heart-healthy benefits from flaxseed and linseed. That type of omega-3 in them is called ALA, and that helps to reduce Mm. cholesterol. So there's a big benefit there for that. There's something, though, uh, odd about this. You know, you live in the Mediterranean, you're eating salads naturally because it's what you want to eat in the sunshine. Mm -hmm. We live in a different kind of uh, climate. I mean, the idea of advising an Irish farmer to come in from the field and (laughs) have a salad took into a heart hearty plate of seeds. Uh, you know, it, it's and not, it's, surely yeah, we should be eating what we can grow, what is natural to our own environment. 
as much as we can, but we are seasonal in Ireland. And at this time of year, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot grown. And, and the idea of eating seasonally and locally is wonderful when you can. But realistically, we used to get scurvy in Ireland over the winter because of lack of vitamin C. So I think the mm-hmm. fact that we do get those vegetables in is really very positive. And the thing is, it's not about sitting down to a big plate of seeds. It's that if you're eating porridge anyway, throw a spoonful of seeds into it. You know, if you're having your dinner, just throw a few carrots on the plate. Like it doesn't have to be salads. If you're into them, brilliant. But like we've really lovely traditions around stews and casseroles and you can just pack them out with vegetables. Okay, finally, a couple of fads uh, and maybe they're not fads. Coconut oil, healthy or not? No, No. very high in saturated fat, definitely raises cholesterol. Pity, but it does. Air fryers, good, bad? Really good, finding those fantastic. Um, because there's a lot less fat then in the cooking. Mm. My wife is French, says Dermot, and they do eat a lot of fats, but they eat lots mm. of veg and a salad yeah. was served at every lunch and every dinner uh, in my in-laws. So that's maybe what you're talking about. They yeah. add in lots of stuff that we don't. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Sarah, fascinating stuff. Sarah Kyo, dietitian with eatwell.ie. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m on News Talk.